Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. We believe that there's something incredible happening in the world. There is an intersection of content, commerce, communication, and community. We created this show, Digital Hospitality, to connect with restaurateurs, hospitality professionals, technologists all over the globe. And today we have a very special episode because today's guest, Daniil Klubov, is building something very exciting. I can't wait to tell you guys what he's building. Uh, number one, Dan, Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thanks a lot, Sean. I'm super happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Daniil, can you share, how did you find me? Uh, on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I'm active in the restaurant and QSR community on LinkedIn. I'm reading a lot of, I'm reading a lot of people there and you were very, very prominent on LinkedIn. So, so that's how I met you. <laughs> Daniil, I'm so grateful that you reached out. I don't, I believe it was almost a year ago. Um, and you Correct. told me what you were building at the time and we've kept in contact. It's one of the things I love about the internet is it allows us to connect to incredible people all over the globe. Can you share with our, our listeners and our viewers, a little bit of your backstory because you're a, you're a restaurant guy and now you're a tech guy and this is a restaurant tech show so 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 tell us how this all all, all came to be correct uh yeah uh, look it all started with uh, uh approximately three years ago or three and a half years ago when when me and my partner we decided to build um a restaurant or restaurant chain and franchise uh, in vienna and uh, what we did, we said, look, we're going to build a digital first restaurant. So where everything, the whole value chain is going to be digitized from, um, you know, the ordering to the inventory management to kitchen workflows. We wanted to make it really a restaurant 2.0. And I myself, I come from a consulting experience. I spent um, almost four years at McKinsey & Company. And, and um, you know, I came into this, I came into the restaurant business with a, with an idea of if you set up all the processes correctly, if you automate uh, things well, if you um, you know digitize, then it's going to run like a clock. Um, and you know that's sort of the concept which we had. And and uh, I started with my partner Radish Batsila, who is um, who is a tech wizard and who who started to program the whole thing, right? So we wrote a lot of our own software to to manage the restaurant, and. You know, we launched three years ago in in Vienna uh, in September 2020, and uh, I've had a I've had a quite a surprise because very quickly I understood that um, automation, digitization, and all of that it's not enough. Uh, why? <laughs> because um, it how well you design your processes and how well you design your buttons and um, and and your digital tools, as long as the employees are not, um, you know, as long as employees do not want to use them or 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 do not see why they need to use them, it's not going to work. So what we realized very quickly, it's all about it's all about culture and it's all about people. It's all about the team. And essentially, uh, if if we you know if we boil down the essence of it, the question is. Um, how do you make people do what you want them to do, right? So how do you how do you actually um, you know establish process 
sure people follow those processes? How do you um, how do you really uh, communicate or drill down the importance of of a correct customer interaction, right? So so how do you do these things? And 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 what I realized very quickly is that there's no way of forcing people do what yes. you want them to do. There's no way. The only way to to do it is to make them want to do what you want them to do. And that's how Spoontech was born, uh, which we founded a year ago, where we said, okay, there needs to be a way where we engage people better um, in that environment where we can um, where we can create a more meaningful connection to the workplace uh, in the environment of, of quick service restaurant. And, and that's what we, uh, that, that's the challenge we took upon ourselves to do. For me, it's fascinating to hear how you describe something that you're trying to get to the science behind how do we take care of all of these steps of service. When you think about hospitality, there is an art and there is a science. Yeah. And trying to automate on the scientific side, the tech side, something that we do innate in our DNA taking care, smiling. How do you how do you make somebody come to work if you have a hundred different employees or a small restaurant and you have 20 employees? Everyone has different life experiences. They come to work, we clock in and we hopefully are ready for our shift to take care of our community, take care of our village. When you're running these restaurants, what was the what was the pain point of trying to understand you can only control yourself and then you try to control your team but then you try to establish systems and procedures so that would guests when they come in, they have an expectation level of when I come to Tolstoy restaurant, I'm going to get this level of hospitality. The results are in National Restaurant Association show, Kyle and Sarah and myself, we were at the Davos sales tax booth and we were polling restaurant owners on the floor. This was a very unscientific poll, but the results are resounding. Restaurant owners, do not like sales tax. Nobody likes sales tax. Doesn't matter what business owner you are, small business, big business, Davo automates the sales tax process. We are so grateful that Davo is the sponsor of this show. They automate sales tax at our Cali barbecue restaurants. It is $50 a month. It integrates with all the major point of sale partners, including Toast. So if you want to sleep at night, if you want to not worry about sales tax, Go to Davo, check them out, Davo Sales Tax. Uh, let us know how they're helping automate your sales tax in your restaurant so that we can share your Davo story on digital hospitality. Yeah, so so the, 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 the challenge was really for me, as you say, everyone has a different life situation. So for me, it was it, very soon, it just boiled down to, okay, someone is depressed, someone has family problems, someone has sleep problems, someone, right? So you have all of these things. Um, and what really, what in the end, our insight was what really helped is to establish, uh, establish a playful environment, an environment in which you reward behaviors in a playful way um, and make sort of a game out of it. Right. So, so, so that's, and that's, again, that's where we came, that, 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 that's the conclusion we arrived, um, arrived to. And that's what we implemented in the Spoon Tech, meaning that um, you, you create an environment in which uh, people 
are keen to learn people are keen to progress right so you have a very clear so so what are the what are the um, two main reasons why people are leaving uh, quick service restaurants right we all know there's a huge volatility in the industry there's around 90 percent volatility in the united states so now nine out of ten people change the job within a yeah. year so what are the two main reasons reason one is um they 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 are frustrated about the chaos about the operational chaos yeah maybe the manager is messy uh everything feels very hard um the, the process is not smooth this results into over hours this results into stress this results in anxiety when you're standing in the kitchen it's a you know it's a rush you know what you're doing right so so that's one of the that's one of the uh that's one of the uh major reasons why people quit the second major reason is that uh, they say, "Oh, I don't have, uh, I, I don't have anything to learn anymore. I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have anywhere to uh, to develop." Which is very often not true because people sometimes they stay for a couple of months and they they are under impression they have not they have nothing else to learn. But the problem is is that, that the employer fails to communicate what are the things to learn, right? What are the things? Where can you develop? And that's um, and that's are the these are the two things we try to address essentially. One is is how do you make sure you create order out of chaos? Yeah, essentially, right? So, so how do you how do you come anywhere into kind of any operator's house and you try to, and, and there is always a different degree of chaos everywhere, right? So some operators might be very orderly, some not, but but there's always some chaos in it, right? So we're always- There's, we always chaos, fight, there's chaos in every restaurant. Yeah, we're if always- we're, fighting, If we're honest, yes. Yes, we're, we're always fighting that chaos. And so, so the question is, how do you come in and you try to minimize that chaos? You try to take, take, take it and make order out of it, right? And the second is, the second um the second part of it is okay how do we make very clear to people that there is so much to learn here there's so many development opportunities there there, there is so many skills development opportunities that it's worth it's worth staying for a while it's worth being here right it's worth being part of that company if you can you share we have a lot of uh listeners and fans that are all over the all over the globe and that have restaurants and in different communities can you give us a a sense of what's going on in, in Vienna and Austria um just as far as how much technology is is coming into restaurants are people adapting to it is it something that people are excited about operators like yourself um or is it something that people just haven't fixed their website <laughs> like they don't believe in online yeah. ordering they're not doing third-party delivery give it give us a a state state yeah. of of how restaurants are so so i can i can talk for i can talk for germany austria switzerland right because it's a dach region i know it, i know it very well it's it's what it's where we are based in austria and um it's definitely the the level of digitization the the, the degree of digitization definitely lower than in the united states um but there was a big push towards digitization during uh, covid crisis right because because of the whole online ordering uh delivery so it was a it was a huge push towards digitization even with tolstoy so when we opened tolstoy it was 2000 october 2020 and we 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 took a risk and we launched our own delivery operation with our own writers um, because because we, I just you know put together numbers the numbers and delivery was delivery and takeaway were the only businesses which were allowed and I thought to myself okay um, 
why to pay 30% to the aggregators right now if it's anyway the only business? So, so you know, we bet we bet on the fact that people will be ordering, you will be looking for the webs, new websites, right? And we build our own platform, our own websites and website, and the people were ordering, right? So there was a more there was a more tendency to go, um, you know, uh, digital uh, even on the cust customer side. Um, but in Europe, the, the, the big problem problem in Europe is um, it's multilingual and it's um, th th there is a different in legislation across countries. Um, and for example, if, even if you take things like POS, right? So, you know, in the US, you have Toast, who's a, who's a market leader in, in terms of innovation, right? So clearly they're doing a lot of great things. And in Europe... Um, there's no player like this. Why? Because there's a lot of there are a lot of local players who do local POS systems, which correspond to the local requirements of the local um, of the local tax authority, right? So this is, so 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 that there's a pro, there's a problem in there, and and so we see some digitization, uh, especially front of the house, so ordering, delivery, uh, customer loyalty, um, and. There's been very little digitization back of the house. So things like shift planning tools are just are just arriving um, in Europe, where I know that seven shifts in the US, for example, been yeah. been rocking it for quite a while. Um, but I think one thing which is lacking across all the regions and what 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 we're trying to address is a digital enablement of the workforce, right? So. Um, and it, and that's a, that's an interesting point in terms of AI. You know, everyone talks about AI these days, obviously, right? And yeah. and everyone expected that the AI would uh, replace um, manual jobs yeah, at some point. So if you talk to people, you know, if you talk to people twenty years ago, they would be like, "Yeah, robots are coming and they they're gonna do all the tedious tasks for us." But what happened is that AI actually replaced or replacing. Uh, the creative jobs, right? All your yep. lawyers, uh, the creatives, the artists, the software engineers, the yep. their professions are endangered. Um, and the tedious manual task, like working in a restaurant, yep. is very far from being replaced by AI. As, as, as every restaurant operator knows in the world, having robots in the kitchen is uh, nothing uh, more than a fantasy. Right, so because you know how how complex it is, there is one startup. I think it's called X Robotics in, in the U.S. They created a machine for for making pizza, right? But it's still like it just supports three ingredients. It's literally like tomato sauce, uh, cheese, and pepperoni. Why? Because it's so complex. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we are very far away from achieving the point when when there are going to be robots in the kitchen. But I think what's not been done enough and what we're trying to do is digital enablement of, of the workforce or AI enablement of the workforce how can we take this groundbreaking innovative technology and how can we enable people to 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 do their job better and to make their lives easier essentially can you bring me back to the aha moment of when spoon tech was was the idea was born so Essentially, the 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 moment was it's actually a funny story because it wasn't hard enough to run a restaurant. You decided to build a tech. Yeah, company. exactly, exactly. No, look, the aha <laughs> moment, moment it was very funny because we had a, it was a, I think it was a, it was like it was like January, 
um, a month of January, and we had this winter specials, like drinks, winter special drinks, like uh, turmeric latte and whatnot. I don't remember, like six six different drinks, um, which we're just selling in winter, right? And and they were introduced. They were new. They were introduced in November. Um, and what happened uh, there is that you know they were introduced in November and. Uh, in January, I see in our Telegram group, I see a discussion um, between the between the employees, and one employee is asking, "Hey, do I add a shot of espresso into turmeric latte?" And then there is a discussion where literally half of the people say, "Yeah, you add a shot of espresso," and the half of people say, "No, I don't add a shot of espresso," even though there is literally a, a schema, there is literally a plan. <laughs> at the drink station in front of them hanging in there but someone told someone that this plan is this uh, plan this process is outdated so someone oh told someone God. this process is outdated and uh you need to do it differently and 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 from from that point on it was like it was like a game of of uh, of uh, chinese whispers right it was you know someone told someone uh, and and that's that's when i realized that that you need to have a way to constantly communicate to people and to constantly repeat things because yes I feel like i feel like in um in hospitality the moment when you get nauseous of because you repeat things so much that's the moment when people start start hearing you yeah <laughs> so, no, so it, it's a life lesson 100 Yes. So, 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 so that's, that's why I had this aha moment. I was like, okay, that, you know, we can somehow, we, we, there should be a way to do that better. And when you thought of that, what, what are the next steps of in like, how does, yeah, in, in terms of how does, how does Spoontech become beyond just the idea? You, you have to, you have, you have to go and tell somebody, <laughs> so, so this is, this is what I think we're going to build. So, so, so look, it was, it was, um, it was for me. It was very obvious, and and I mean, it's still very obvious. I honestly think the market is is immense, right? So, and you have because you have a, the same problem. It's not only hospitality. You have the same problem in in other deskless, you know, in other industries which rely on deskless workforce. So, people who work on their feet. So, it's retail, it's healthcare, it's construction. The the, the problem is immense. The, the 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 challenge is how do you make people do what you want them to do, right? And how do you make them, how do you make sure they remember and they learn the processes you want them to learn? Uh, and uh, so I'm, 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 you know, I have a, I have a huge amount of certainty about the problem. And so once I, you know, realized that and I just came out to the world and I said, look guys, so I'm running that business. So I went to investors. I said, look guys, look guys, look guys, I'm running that business, the restaurant business. And it's very clear to me that the main problem there it's this it's people and how to make sure your people do what you want them to do that's that's honestly the biggest problem for any restaurant operator so and i think i have a hypothesis on how to solve it and so so that's how it started and then you know we we, we raised um we raised a, a financing round and a year ago a little bit more than a year ago we started working on the product that was amazing and when you start working on the product where do you start it's a good good question yeah so you just start, <laughs> you just start with some hypothesis so basically you start drawing some pictures you start start drawing some mockups of how do you think how do you think the product should look like or or 
like what what are the things the product should solve and and one of the first things we decided to solve is the whole is the whole issue of how do you how do you make sure your people remember your menu right so so yeah. that's that's one of the first things because one thing okay of course you have the map you know the maps in front of you the you know they're hanging above the assembly line but again it's like a game of chinese whispers you know people at some after a couple of months they don't even look at it yeah they don't yeah. even look at it and then they 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 come up they come up with a shortcut and then another person sees it comes up with another shortcut and then the process is completely unrecognizable unless you could repeat it so one of the first things we want to solve is like how do you make sure people memorize the assembly right and we came up with a with a few games for that and then tested it tested it with our own restaurant workers and after that sort of sort of iteratively developed the product so i think the 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 main thing is as an as an entrepreneur in the software space what you need to do uh, is to constantly iterate, and that means you need to constantly communicate, right? So you need to constantly ask questions. You need to have your users, you know, you need to have your clients, you need to talk to them, you need to show them what you have or the hypothesis you have, and you need to kind of verify it with them. Hey everyone, uh, Avi Gorin, CEO and co-founder of Marquee, and I want to talk about the customer journey for a second. You never know as a restaurant owner where your guests are truly coming from end of the day, we do see some patterns around two types of search behaviors, direct versus discovery. Direct search, for an example, would be jumping into Google and saying Cali barbecue hours, right? I know where I want to go to eat, but I'm missing a key detail. I need a little bit more information. Discovery, which is the bulk of searches, is barbecue in San Diego, restaurants near me, takeout near me, right? One of the best ways to be found for more discovery searches is leveraging keywords. Reviews are basically free content for you to leverage. Think about keywords that are relevant to your brand, your location, and include as many of those in your review responses as possible, right? How can you go about doing this? Let's set up reports, utilize tools like Google Trends, find out what's going on in your area and how you can help leverage these keywords and review responses because someone else is doing that, right? If you need some examples, you could do anything from including summer menu, gluten-free menu, um, leverage specific menu items like the dreaded and beloved spice pumpkin anything in your review responses, right? Let them know what's coming. Let your reviewers know something they should come back and try. And of course, if all of this just seems overwhelming and daunting because you're already running a, a restaurant and have enough on your plate, just leverage the team at Marquee to do this for you. We handle all of this. We're experts in this space. We can automate this. So it's just another item that you know you are taking care of. Again, that's marquee.com, M-A-R-Q-I-I, M-A-R-Q-I-I.com. Know you. However, we did recently buy M-A-R-Q-U-I-I.com. So if you do misspell it, we got you. You'll still find us. We can still help you. What kind of advice do you have for tech founders? You're you're in a unique situation because you had your own beta, you had your own alpha, you Correct. used your, you used you used your own restaurant to to build your platform. But then, how did you get to the next restaurant? How did you get someone else to to believe and to give you the the opportunity to to share the data, to test, to give you feedback? I I think the most important thing is is. Is is as an entrepreneur, and I think you 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 would agree with me. And I think I think also maybe that's that's one of the reasons why you're doing this podcast, right? <laughs> so, so, 
So, so the, the, the most important thing in entrepreneurship, I think it's communication. It's literally yeah. just talking about what you're doing and talking to a lot of people because the worst thing as an entrepreneur, what you can do is to, you know, not to talk to anyone, build a product for a year and then come out to the market and face a harsh reality that no one needs it, right? Because no one will need it if you don't talk to anyone. So, so, so it's all, it's always about communications, about testing it and about just approaching people saying, look, I'm looking for feedback. Like I'm just looking for feedback. What do you think about this? Right. And people usually in my experience, People love giving feedback, right? So, so, so people maybe not uh, so keen on you know signing you uh, right away, but they they are very keen on on giving uh, giving you their opinion, yeah? and that's what you're looking for. How did you come up with the name? The the look the actually we were inspired by by toast because I I felt like you know you need something simple you need yes. uh, it's something simple and you know the fork fork already exists so I was like let's do spoon. But but then um, we're looking for we're looking for domain and and com was taken and and so I was like look there's tech domain and maybe we need to call it call it spoon tech because the name is a domain and that is the beauty of it you know if you write an email if you put it you know yeah. put it where people see spoon tech and then they put it into the search bar and they go on the website right so that's that, that that's kind of kind of how I came up with the name. But we're CaliBBQ.media, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly it, it works. Yeah. It works out for us too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tell us you you're branding yourself as the Duolingo for desk yeah. deskless workforce yeah. training. Explain yeah. to me what that means. So um, Duolingo for deskless workforce training. Why Duolingo? Because Duolingo, I think it's one of the most innovative companies in terms of how they reinvented learning using games right so so they have they they have such a huge success in a, in an area of 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 language learning because they made it fun they made it addictive they made it very playful right um and that's what we try to do but we try to do it for deskless workforce so people who work on their feet standing on their feet um, and we try to translate it into the job skills, essentially, right, for them. So that's why um, it's an edutainment solution, right? So edutainment, uh, entertainment, yep. education, right? Edutainment solution for for uh, people who want to acquire job skills. Yeah? How, do, how do you look at focus versus, I mean, when you talk about deskless workforce that's a lot of different industries when yes. you're talking about construction from a retail worker to a restaurant how do you stay specific and then grow or do you go wide first no no so we we first stay specific so currently we we have clients only in quick service restaurant segment and uh just a couple in uh, a couple of hotels um, and we're just starting pilot projects with um, with a with a medical laboratory slash doctor's office and with a supermarket, right? So, but this is just pilot projects. Mm -hmm. um, for now, our full and, and sole focus is on quick service restaurant segment. Actually, hospitality is a little bit bigger. Why? Because we know it very well. Uh, we come from hospitality. We love it, to be honest with you, and and we just. You know, every time we talk to the restaurant operators, we just don't, we just we just know what we're talking about, um, and our clients also feel that we know what what we're talking about. So so that's why it just it just works. There is a there's a chemistry in there. So first we plan to 
to grow, establish ourselves in the hospitality, and then, you know, use case by use case, pilot project by pilot project, go into other industries, yeah? And how how does the product work now today as we sit in 2023 at the moving, getting closer to 2024? Yeah. So the, the product works in the, in the following way. It's, it's essentially very simple. There are two applications. Um, one is an application for, for your employees. It's just on a, on a mobile phone. Um, you open it and essentially... Is it an app or is it mobile? It, is it, it's it it's an app. So for it's your employees, it's an app. Um, it's we're mobile first, right? So it's everything can be done on a mobile. Everything can also be done on a on a laptop if you want, but but we mobile first because obviously you know everyone in today's world yep. uh, looks at the at the phone much more than than at the computer. Um, and so it's it's an app on the mobile phone, and uh, as an employee, you can you can log in and essentially you see different games in there, right? And so. Um, or games, or what, what uh, we call them scoops, right? So scoops is like a mini knowledge unit. And mm -hmm. a funny thing, actually, with that, we, we, we're constantly doing user interviews. And um, our two most often use cases when people use our app is one, um, in the public transport, um, and the second one, sitting on a toilet. So, <laughs> so, so we are yeah. really, and I'm really proud of it because it, it shows that, you know, we're competing for people's attention. Right, sure. and and uh, we're not competing against you know other learning solutions, whatnot. We're competing against TikTok, against Instagram. That that's yep. what everyone who is you know who has an app on the phone competing against, right? And so I'm proud of of the fact that people are opening it when sitting on the toilet, and so and so uh, yeah. So as an employee, you just see uh, different games, and and very quickly you understand you have different learning paths. Very quickly you understand how you play it, and 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 how you sort of can learn things, right? And games consist, or, or you know, all the scoops consist out of um, like short format videos, similar to TikTok or Instagram Reels. It consists of of different uh, quizzes and and fun interactive games. And then uh, another thing you see is the competitions, right? So there are different competitions running where you compete against um, employees uh, in your own location um and into in other locations of of your employer right and so it's kind of a it's all gamified and there are different cha challenges in there and there's there's sort of a profile like your wallet right where you see your points and coins so if you open it like from the first from the first view you, it, it looks like a game literally and then um and then there is a second application on the browser um uh, which is again you know mobile first but can be open from the from the from the laptop which is for the managers or the restaurant operators that's the application where you uh, can create content and the wow. beautiful thing about it is that um is that you don't actually need to create you don't actually need to create it but what you can do you can take you know every restaurant operator in the world has a shared drive on this shared drive they have their menus their powerpoints their word documents uh what you can do you can take all of them load them up and then our ai produces the scoops so the games wow. and, the, and so on for you that's cool so, so you you save 99 percent of time for content creation essentially and within minutes you have your uh, first version right and so of course you just then need to look through it and 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 you need to edit and and you know if you want you can you know add the more videos and so on because obviously the more content is the, the more interesting it is for employees but we really you know with the advancement of ai in the past one and a half years 
um, we really uh, we really made a really cool tool to really take your symmetry of of your processes and documents and so on and and transform it into something very fun, very interactive, and very playful. When you look at growth, you explained how fragmented it is in the European Union, all the different countries competing with each other. You're now expanding over to the United States. Um, how do you look at the United States as a growth vehicle? How do you get your name out there? Obviously coming on shows like this and um, doing the work that you're doing, but it's very, it, it seems difficult yet. It also seems easy, right? You know, we, we have these amazing yeah. tools like LinkedIn. You don't need to go and build LinkedIn. You just need to create content that is compelling. That is educa yeah. ed educating and entertaining so that people find out who you guys are and what you do. Correct. Look, yeah, the United States, what what we're trying to do, I mean, what we understood about the United States, it's a very, it's a very um uh I, I may be mistaken, right? But my my impression is it's a very kind of a, a referral uh based uh, economy in terms of you know, you need to have a credibility and the the success cases in in, in the region in the state so that other operators kind of look at you right and that's what we're trying to do yep. but currently so i have a I have a very talented team member uh who's leading our customer success and sales in the in the greater chicago area uh, Bree jones and and that's what we're trying to do there we're trying to kind of go operator by operator um and showcase the product do a pilot here and there so that slowly we kind of get a get 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 foot in the region right but i think uh, you know, uh, that's why what you mentioned, I, I feel it's so great that we have now this long form formats like yeah. this, like podcast, for example, like your podcast, because because for, honestly, for me, the most difficult thing in, 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 in building software company is that is that how do you get to people? How do you get to yeah. that first conversation, right? And then that's that that's that's what is called the the this uh, the sales lead generation, right? So how do you get to this first conversation with people? Because uh, our experience is, you know, when we have the first conversation and we actually talk about the the challenges um, of the operator and we show them the product, everyone says, "Oh wow, that is great! I want that!" You know, like yeah. almost 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 always we get the same response but but the issue is like how do you you know how do you how do you get to people and and that's why i think this this long term format uh, long form uh, long form formats are so are so great because you can actually explain and you can talk about the issues and and i feel like people can actually listen listen to you for a while and kind of get an idea of what you're doing i think what's exciting for me it's you know one of the reasons why i love podcasting and why i love creating the content is that we live in a world where i truly believe that the restaurant owners that listen to this show no matter where they are they're this is the next generation like we're the next generation of restaurant owners who believe in the internet who know that we don't have all the answers as much as i do the show and i have conversations i have this incredible robust tech stack of the best in class at our restaurants in san diego yet i still don't know what i don't know and if i'm not willing to have conversations what's inspiring to me is that there's founders like you that are willing to build in public that are willing to share this is where we are. This is what we're building. You know, we're not perfect, but I'm willing to go along the way and I'm willing to go on shows and I'm willing to create content and I'm willing to share what we're doing because that way, when we look back, we're going to go, wow, look at what we had in 2023, but now look in 2025 and look at what we've been able to accomplish. When you look at 
as an entrepreneur focusing your time, your, your ability of, of where are you going to grow? How do you prioritize your tasks in the day? Um, it's a, it, it's, it's, it's a very good question. So I think, I mean, it, it depends, it depends kind of on a period where you are, right? So sometimes, um, you spend more time on a product, um, and sometimes you need to just spend more time on getting out there, right? And so talking to talking to, to, to customers and talking to end users, and um, it really depends. It really depends where on sort of a product life cycle you are, and and where on a sales life cycle you are. Um, so I would say I would say for the for the um, very early stage project, I think you need to be probably 80% out there and 80% yeah. talking to, to clients, to end users, and just 20% on iteration because you cannot iterate in the vacuum, right? So, so and, and as you go along and you kind of understand better and better what the product needs to be, maybe that, you know, that scales goes a little bit more towards the product, but it's still, it's so... It's so crucial to to as you said be building in public, and yeah. I think that's today it's the only way. There's there's there's, I think there's almost hundred percent chance that at least in software, if you're not building in public, that you will fail. Yeah. So so in terms of building in public, meaning talking to people, talking to people, and and um, even you know when I was when I was building Tolstoy, our restaurant concept. Uh, from day one, I also I, I started to build it in public. I you know I was super transparent about it, what we're doing, why we're doing it, uh, to the point uh, on you know what our budgets were for construction side and so on, and that brought so many benefits. And there were so many people who reached out to me and helped me to build what I wanted to build, versus if you know if I could yeah. imagine me just building it, not talking to anyone. Yeah, so my. Really, my advice to everyone is just talk to people, talk to people, and don't be afraid to don't be afraid to be public. Yeah, because sometimes, and I know how it is, especially when you start a new project, it feels like you know being in public is like, and and when you especially when you're not ready, being in public, it it seems like you're going in the middle of a square and you pull your pants down, right? So and everyone everyone is looking at you. Yeah, right? that, that that that's that's essentially the feeling, but. But you need to do it. You just need to be uh, comfortable with this, you know, with being uncomfortable, sort of. Yeah, I'll, I'll share with you. We had a guest uh, um, on the show and he said, not pulling your pants down in the public square, but he said building in public or doing what, what we're doing here on the show is it's like creating a flash mob. How do you create a flash mob? You have to be willing to be the idiot in the middle of the town square. The only person right. that hear, that hears the music. You hear yeah. the music and nobody else hears the music, but all yeah. you need is one more person, one more person to hear that same music and to believe in what you're building. And then they start dancing and it takes a while, but after a while, two people turned into four people. And then all of a sudden you have this community of people all over the globe that are behind you, that are backing you, that are willing to do alpha beta testing, all kinds of things, support you, give you money, refer you to other people, become brand ambassadors. It's something that's really exciting for me to have conversations like this, you know, on the other side of the globe, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Can you share what it was like to, to sell your restaurant? Um, look, it, it was, it was really good. I'm, 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 
I mean, it's a it's a bittersweet feeling, right? Because because on the one hand, so so my restaurant business was my first business, right? So it's my it's my baby. It's something I you know I was super passionate about. I quit my job for it. I you know went and worked in different kitchens, you know, to just to learn the craft. Like, how is it? Because I never worked in a restaurant before I started my restaurant. So I'm like, okay, I need to actually go and like work in the kitchen before to understand what it is, right? So it was a lot of, it was, a, there were a lot of sacrifices and, and I think everyone who has a restaurant understands what it means. And, and, and yeah, so, so, so it's like, uh, it's like seeing your baby grow up a little bit. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm very happy because, because, um, I've, you know, I feel like, um, we've been validated, you know, so when you manage to sell something, um, it, it means that someone saw a value in what you built. Um, and so this is also, it's also a great feeling, right? And, and I, the thing is running two businesses at the same time is never a good idea. So, uh, <laughs> I just, I just realized, you know, a year ago when we started as Spoon Tech, I just realized how much potential, uh, it has what we're doing, um, and what a huge problem it is. And it's a huge global problem. And I just realized that we, as a team, we would be, uh, much more, you know, uh, much more useful and effective in solving that problem and working on that business, right? And then, and then the, after that, it was a no-brainer that that uh, okay, you know, running two businesses is probably is probably you know not the, not the best idea. And so, so yeah, we sold to the to the uh, biggest privately held Austrian restaurant and catering group, Don wow. Group. There. Yeah, so I'm I'm really happy about it. And and we sold you know the the, the restaurant, the concept, the franchise. Um, and, uh, the, the, the restaurant is vegan, by the way. So the opposite of what you've been doing, <laughs> <laughs> it is the opposite. <laughs> so, so it's, so it's vegan and, and there's a big vegan trend in Europe and, and these guys, the restaurant group, they, they always want to have something vegan in portfolio and they're playing to, to, you know, develop it further, to open further locations. And so, so I'm, I'm really happy about that. Why did you name it Tolstoy? Uh, because Tolstoy was vegan, actually. So the Russian writer Leo Tolstoy, he um, he he actually he was he became vegan um, around the age of fifty, and he wrote he wrote a lot about it. He wrote uh, he wrote uh, quite a few essays about it. And essentially, his idea was that that um, you know because he 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 was pro propagating nonviolence, right? And 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 sort of he he was talking about about how how. Um, you know, slaughterhouses, you know, causes, cause wars and so on. So it was very interesting. It was a very interesting because I said, you know, sort of McDonald's has Ronald McDonald and, and KFC has the colonel and we have Tolstoy who is a you know, <laughs> philosophical figure. So that, so that, that was the, that was the idea essentially behind it. And it, it landed very well in Europe. Um, and because vegan, veganism is, 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 is growing strong. It's I know that in, in the U S it's kind of, it's kind of comes, comes in waves. Uh, but, but here it feels like the, the tide is, is, has been rising constantly. I love it. Um, anybody that's listening to this show, if you're watching this show, we're grateful no matter where you are in the world, uh, please join our community. We do weekly audio rooms so it's uh, basically a live podcast we do it on linkedin audio and on clubhouse uh, if you'd like to join that just send me a message on instagram at sean 
P Waltreff, S-H-A-W-N, P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. Uh, we are weirdly available. Please connect with us. We want to hear your story. Um, if you're in technology, if you're a content creator, if you're in hospitality, we would love to connect with you. Uh, Daniil, how can people find out more if they want to learn about Spoon Tech? Is it available now in, in the United States? Can they contact you? Give us all the details. Yeah, so it's available in the United States. We'd be happy uh, to work with more uh, US operators. Um, it's very easy. Um, there, are, there are many ways to, way, uh, ways to connect, but it's very easy. You go to spoon.tech, so our name, you put it into the browser, and then there's a form, there's a contact form, there's a free trial form. You can just leave your um, leave your uh, name, surname, and, and email, and we will, we will contact you. Um, or you can also find me uh, on LinkedIn. It's Daniel Daniel Klubov or D Klubov. So spell it, uh, spell it, spell it for us. D A N I I L K L U B O V. Daniel Klubov. So um, yeah, I'll be happy to connect with uh, with other restaurant operators, with uh, technology leaders. I'm always happy to discuss. As I said, I believe that communication is the key in building a business. So would be really happy to chat. We're grateful, uh, Daniil. I love what you're building. I can't wait to see you in the United States one day. Are you guys going to be at the National Restaurant Association show in Chicago next year? Um, any, pl any plans? Uh, no plans yet. No plans yet. But uh, I'll, 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 I'll say maybe. Okay. If, <laughs> if, if you make it, we will yeah. uh, connect you to all the uh, all the incredible people in the digital hospitality community, technology founders, and big restaurant groups. We'd love to love to make some introductions if you if you make it there. And that goes for anybody that listens to the show. That is our Super Bowl of the year is the big Chicago show and uh, National Restaurant Association show. Daniil, thank you so much. Spoon Tech, please uh, keep building in public. Keep sharing what you're building. Uh, we're grateful that you reached out and we're grateful that... Uh, that you're building something that's so cool and that this is the early stages. I can't wait to look back on this interview and have you on the next time and see how much bigger bigger your your brand has gotten and how many more people you're helping. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to that too. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. As always, you guys stay curious, get involved, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Thank you.